psychology uh, is actually uh, not dealing specifically with uh, the living organism uh, or the component of the living organism. The focus of ecology is on the interaction among uh, the different uh, biological components, among the different units. Hello and welcome to the LifeWatch Eric podcast, A Window on Science, coming to you from the European e-science infrastructure for biodiversity and ecosystem research. I'm Julian Kenny, Communication Officer. Now, thanks very much for joining us today as we're turning a page. We're stepping away from Season 4 with its focus on environmental research infrastructures, and we're making a return to the the central concerns of LifeWatch Eric, biodiversity and ecology in their many guises. So to start this new series, I'm delighted to welcome back Alberto Bassett, Professor of Ecology at the University of Salento and Director of the LifeWatch Eric Service Centre here in Lecce, Italy. Alberto, welcome back to the studio. Thank you so much, Julian, and thanks for inviting me. Well, this is very important. We have to go back, really, to sort of biodiversity 101. Yeah, <laughs> that is great. Okay, so um, biodiversity is a word we all use, but perhaps we don't properly understand it. It's actually an abbreviation of biological diversity, isn't it? So let's start with biology. As professor, what is biology? <laughs> but that's a very good question, uh, uh, Julian. Uh, biology, if you want you to take uh, it from uh, the Greek uh, etymology, then it's basically the science of life. Mm. Or, uh, or we can then translate in a more uh, operational way, is uh, uh, whatever is going around uh, uh, life and living organisms which seem to be something uh, very easy to understand. It seems to be something very simple. Uh. It is not the case, actually. <laughs> I can simply quote uh, a, a quite relevant uh, book that has been uh, written by a Nobel Prize, uh, Jacques Monod, uh, uh, with first publication in 1970, that is uh, dealing with uh, chaos and necessity, chance and necessity. And right. the first chapter is all around what, what is not only the meaning of life, but how can recognize life. It, was, it has been written because we were at the people at the time uh, looking around for life uh, in the, in the uh, planets uh, on the in moon. Or in, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. In the space. And that is very nice. It's, it's absolutely very nice. So it's not uh, a matter of... Uh, the discussion of today, but just to say that something that we consider extremely clear to us as life is absolutely uh, not clear at all, and we should then go deeper and deeper in our understanding. Then, in terms of uh, biology, biology is actually studying uh, whatever is around a living organism that is dealing with uh, their uh, uh, functional component, uh, their... Uh, uh, taxonomical component uh, uh, from uh, the every uh, molecule that is uh, 
uh, working uh, inside the living organism uh, to the different organs, to the cell, to the organ, and then to the individuals uh, that are working. And the system of individuals living together, moving uh, from biology to, to ecology. So uh-huh. biological diversity uh, is, uh, is uh, a way to say the diversity of life uh, in the planet, more or less. Yeah. And you mentioned there that link between biology and ecology, which, of course, is your, your um, strong point. The biology you mentioned just just now sounds to me like a a study in a laboratory or something like that, a sort of analysis. Whereas ecology um, sounds to me like work in the field, something more outdoors. Is that the difference with ecology, or is it more? Well, I think that uh, that, that is uh, a, a bit more uh, than uh, uh, the difference between laboratory and field. Is that uh, because uh, uh, ecology uh, is actually uh, not dealing specifically with uh, the living organism uh, or the component of the living organism, so on, on biological component. But what is called the focus of ecology is on the interaction among uh, the different uh, biological components, among the different units. So... It is moving from uh, we can say what was originally uh, the uh, natural sciences uh, uh, to uh, uh, some component that they deal with the functional aspect of uh, uh, natural sciences and how something which is intangible that are the interaction mm-hmm. that actually is affecting uh, yeah. uh, the outcome of the biological interaction. So I think that there is something more. Uh, in ecology than simply the uh, uh, considering the living uh, object. Yes. It's how the living object then managed to stay together uh, in the planet. It, it's more dynamic. Okay, so let's step into um, diversity. What levels of variety or differentness do we find? You know, what... How much diversity do we look at? Well, uh, uh, again, we can say that we can simply say that we are looking at the diversity of life in the planet. But uh, uh, when we use the word of biodiversity, uh, actually we say something more than uh, biological diversity, because uh, biodiversity is a term that is uh, basically originated in 1992 with the. Uh, Rio conference, mm, quite and recent, is, it, uh, and it's taking together three components uh, of uh, diversity: the genetic diversity, or we can say the diversity within individuals, uh, and the diversity related to the gene and to the functional component of individuals. Right. Then we consider the taxonomic diversity, so the fact that uh, we can organize uh, the diversity of life into. Uh, biological species, uh, and then it represents uh, basically the diversity of species uh, within ecosystem and on our planet. And then there's a component that is uh, the landscape diversity. So the diversity of uh, uh, the habitat and the ecosystems uh, that are basically the unit of uh, uh, ecology, the ecosystem, and then uh, the diversity of uh, 
uh, uh, the ecosystem that we have uh, in a landscape. Uh, and then uh, uh, it also implies uh, the diversity of species that colonize different ecosystems. Just making an example, yeah, if yeah. we consider a river, then inside the river we have a number of uh, freshwater species. Many of these freshwater species live only in the freshwater. Many of them, many insects, are actually having life stages in the freshwater, and then the adults are living in the terrestrial environment. Mm. Then we have terrestrial species that are feeding in the freshwater one, and then we have most of what the plants are actually producing in the landscape in terms of leaves, flowers, and so on. Mm. Then when the leaves are falling down, then they are brought uh, by the watershed into the river. So uh, then we have a number of ecosystems that are actually related in the landscape. Some of them are aquatic, some of them are terrestrial. Yeah, and then yeah. a component of the species diversity that is related to this difference. With, with, with the word of biodiversity, then, we consider all these components uh, of diversity, the genetic one, the taxonomic one, and the, the landscape one. Yay, yay. Then we can also consider the types of diversity in terms of uh, the uh, diversity of uh, the species population that we collect at the single sampling station, the diversity taxonomical or genetical species inside an ecosystem, the diversity of taxonomic and genetic species that we find out uh, in a landscape, or uh, in a biogeographical region or in a continent. So we can speak of uh, point diversity, alpha diversity, beta diversity, gamma diversity. Well, we can have different way of classifying. There's a diversity, diversity of diversity. <laughs> that is important to do. When you, when you talk there about species, you make me think of um, the origin of species and Charles Darwin. Is, is diversity the product of evolution? Well, uh, we, we can say something uh, that uh, we can say for some respect, uh, not at all. Uh, for some respect, we can say, uh, yes, of course. Let me try to explain why. Because uh, the origin of diversity basically are mistakes. So mistakes that are happening uh, at the cell level, mistakes that are happening at the individual level, mistakes in uh, the uh, DNA uh, duplication, and then, then they're going to create uh, individuals uh, that basically are different from uh, the others. So with random mutations, you're saying? Is that the, we can the, say that the random mutation, it's is related uh, to, we could say, a chaos. No, the, no. The it's going to be done. <laughs> then uh, most of these random mutations probably are uh, uh, little for the individual. Uh, other than cannot, but then there is something that uh, if this kind of mutation are some way affecting uh, the uh, performance of the individuals, uh, their capacity to survive, to grow, to produce offspring, so they are basically affecting what we can call in terms of fitness, individual fitness, the relative capacity to produce uh, offspring, propagals, uh, we can say new generation, with respect to other individuals of the same species. And then at this level, uh, of course, uh, we have a selection that is the Darwinian selection 
that actually is selecting among uh, the all kind of uh, individual that we have in the population, those that are better fitting uh, the environmental component, and then they are going to survive, while the other uh, are probably dying or producing less offspring. This process uh, is a process that, uh, step by step, uh, are actually making population that are evolving, that are evolving in terms of uh, their uh, individual component, the, the individual that part, are member of the population acquire different capacity, or they are moving to be also different species. What is important to keep in mind when we consider the product evolution is that uh, the real product of evolution is uh, actually arrangement of individual and species that are actually driving community to increase their stability. So what the real product of evolution is producing arrangement of individual and species that tend to be ever, ever and ever more stable in time. What, uh, because that is what we observe. So all the mutation, all the mutation that has been produced uh, during uh, the uh, 3.7 billion of year of uh, life in our planet that were not uh, driving the population to stable conditions mm. simply are not apparent now. The, we can consider there were failed mutations, so they were producing... So that is that is something which is uh, which is going to be important. I'd, I'd never I'd never um, heard it in those terms, leading to stability. That's wonderful. Well, if I can tell you something more about that, yeah, uh, sure. that uh, 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 a few uh, theoreticians of ecosystem may actually an evaluation of uh, how likely are the ecosystem that we observe. Uh, in our planet, which is the prob their probability of existence as a product uh, mm -hmm. that we have, yeah. the arrangement of species. And then the probability can is, has been estimated into a number that is uh, 0, comma, huh? 180, and then 1. So <laughs> the probability is absolutely very, very, very close to so, 0. So, so how is it? So small, we can't even express the number. <laughs> exactly. And so how is it possible that uh, something that is so unlikely is for us what is normal, what is uh, common, what is uh, sure that we observe? Because we have had uh, this uh, continuous work for 3.7 billion of years of natural selection and evolution, producing something which is stable. Yes even though it was absolutely unlikely that we have this kind of uh, community. That is, that is absolutely something, a way to understand the rule of uh, evolution and natural selection through time, and also put uh, on our shoulder a lot of responsibility, because uh, we are going to manipulate uh, yep. with our activity something that is not intrinsically stable. It's stable as a product of three billion years of selection. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, I think we'll, we'll come back to that topic in, in future podcasts. We've got a series of, of <laughs> lessons arranged. Um, let me just pass my last thought for today, which is um, 
biodiversity, I, I think in the popular imagination, is connected with the idea of endangered species. And we, we pull up images of, you know, cheetahs and whales and koalas. Whereas, in fact, the biodiversity is about the whole range of, of living organisms. There's, there's animals, plants, fungi, microorganisms that we, we often overlook. That, that, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Uh, uh, most of, well, most of biodiversity in terms of uh, the species that actually we know, we have classified, mm. is made by insects. Uh, that uh, represent a bit less than 50% of all classified species. Really? There is a, a huge amount of species that, that we still have not yet classified, that we still have not recognized, because uh, uh, we can estimate that uh, out of 2 million species that we have already classified, we have still other 6 million of species that uh, are uh, basically present in uh, the in our biosphere and we have not yet uh, recognized we have not yet described yeah. so most of these species are going to be species of microorganisms species that are living uh, in the deep ocean species yeah. that are living in the soil hmm. species that are living uh, on the very top of uh, the uh, Man. Forest uh, in the tropical area, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. so that that is uh, that is surely something. We, but we've we've identified a great number of insects because they're very annoying. Well, they are also uh, really common. They are growing up in uh, in large population. They are mm. uh, together with birds, uh, the two group of uh, species that were became uh, uh, able to fly. Yes, uh, and then it's something that gave a lot of advantage uh, to the individual. But then, if we uh, consider uh, uh, the concept of biodiversity, now we have uh, another couple of concepts that, that are arising in the literature. They say the dark biodiversity or the hidden biodiversity yes. that represent uh, uh, all that kind of the type of the number of species that uh, either with uh, do not recognize in an ecosystem because they are so rare that it's very difficult to be sampled, mm -hmm. uh, or that they are species that are, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, living uh, in uh, uh, an ecosystem for uh, a number of generations to identity, then they are going to be very low. And again, we don't manage to track them, uh, actually. So yeah. uh, that represents some biodiversity that we should protect, but that we don't manage to quantify inside ecosystems. Look, um, Alberto, it's always a pleasure, obviously. Biodiversity is always such, so much more complex than we ever imagined. So thanks very much for filling us in on, on, on the first part. You and I will meet again in a couple of weeks to discuss how biodiversity is organized and maintained. So until next time, thank you very much and see you soon. Thank you so much, Julian, and see you soon. <laughs> Thanks also, obviously, to my producer, Fabrizio Lecce. Um, but above all, to all of you wonderful listeners out there who help us spread the word of the essential work that LifeWatch Eric is doing with other research infrastructures to, to help combat climate change, climate change and biodiversity loss. We always appreciate your support. 
please visit our website to learn more about us at www.lifewatch.eu and follow us on X, previously Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks again to everyone. Everyone, I look forward to our next encounter here on A Window on Science. <laughs>